Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Hey, Porch Community, welcome to episode 20 of the 167 podcast. I'm Shannon Patterson, lead pastor of the Porch Community Church, and I am here with my very good friend, media pastor Josh Harrell. Hey, Josh. Hey, Shannon. How's it going? It's a going. It's a going. You feeling better this week? (laughs) Yes. Yes. I am much, much, much better. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, 20 episodes. Can you believe it? I know. The big 2-0. I know. So that's technically 16 weeks in a row. Not quite legal, but almost. You know, I mean, legal for what? You can There's vote. Like our difference. episode could vote, but our episode can't go and buy a beer. Or cigarettes. You have, do you have to be 21 to buy cigarettes? Yeah, now, yeah. Really? Yeah, apparently. I didn't know that. Yeah. Serious? I'm 99% sure. Wow. We should, you should probably Google that. You should be doing your thing. Um, I did not know that. See, times have changed. When I was in high school, <laughs> we had a smoking section right outside of... Of course, it was outside. It wasn't inside. But it was right outside of my homeroom class. And so my homeroom smelled like an ashtray. So that's what that was about. Because that was back in the day before. I mean, I don't don't know what the law was, but they just smoked. So, yeah. And I remember another time I walked into the – this was an elementary school. And I walked into the teacher's lounge. I had to get something. I don't know what. I was running an errand for a teacher. And I went in there, and there were like three teachers sitting there smoking cigarettes. And I was like, what in the world? Yeah. What's so, going on? So Trump passed it in 2019 to uh, make it to where you had to be 21 to buy tobacco. I did not know this. Yeah. Okay. But talking about that stuff, yeah, mm-hmm. there, was a, there, there was a smoking section um, out like past one of the wings at the, at the high school. At your high school? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they'd always put the teacher that probably chain smoked the most <laughs> right th- right out right there. Like so. I'll take that parking lot duty, okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it was still eighteen though. Yeah, but that yeah, was just yeah, for yeah. the eighteen year olds. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. ours were like I mean, there would be like a you know, little freshman out there puffing away when yeah. I was in high school. And then in town there was a golden corral for years, and the smoking section. I don't know why they chose this. What well, was like instead of it like having walls, it was just like a glass wall. Oh yeah. Oh, and yeah. then you could just like see mm-hmm. the wall of smoke. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. When I um when I was waiting tables in Oklahoma, uh, at the Olive Garden, um, th- they were, like one half the restaurant was the smoking section, and mm-hmm. so but there were no barriers whatsoever. So if you were working the smoking section, I mean it was just it's like right there. And but the craziest thing, this is the weird. I remember this vividly. I was probably nine or ten, and my mom took me to New York City because um, actually. Her cousin lived there, our cousin. We were going to see her, and um, we flew on a airline called oh Braniff. Mm. So there's a throwback for anybody. I've never and heard of it. They had, and this wasn't just Braniff, but that's the airline we flew on because I got a deck of cards out of it because they used to give you a deck of cards. And they had smoking section on the airplane. Don't they just recycle the air? (laughs) Yes, they do. (laughs) I mean, and like, where's the line drawn? Like between row like eight and row nine, like row eight's smoking, but row nine's not. So like, how do you? (laughs) Shower curtain. (laughs) 
And once again, dear listener, this is why we should maybe stick to our notes. I don't know, because I don't know how we start. Oh, because episode 20, we are old enough to vote, but not to buy cigarettes or beer. Or rent a car. Tobacco, or rent a car, a lot of things. Yeah, like 18. You can go to war and vote. That's it. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, got to start somewhere. I guess so. Episode 20, wow. Um, So what are we going to talk about today? Um, do you have a Do you have a plan for us? Do you have Do we have a plan? Do I, I have mean, a plan for us? You, you gave us a little bit of a plan. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna break down a little bit of your message from mm-hmm. Sunday. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was a big message. Yes, it was a. It was a. Um, there was, if it was a steak, it's a porterhouse. <laughs> okay, I like that. I like that. Um, yeah, it was. It was kind of. I think I how I laid it out for everyone. Of course, we were in in First John chapter two. Um, was, hey, if you're willing to play along, here's where we're going to go today. If mm-hmm. you're not, that's okay. But if you are, you know, kind of, you know, buckle up, buttercup, because here yeah. we go. And it was just this this progressive uh, thing, uh, this progression in the way we think about words and how we apply them. So we, the whole thing was about hatred. There was a in in verses seven through eleven, John writes in John chapter first John chapter two about how we are to love one another. We're not supposed to hate each other. We're supposed to love one another. And um, just bottom line, John is saying, stop hating other believers. Because he's not talking about hating the world mm-hmm. or hating people who hated Christians. Or he's like, no, no, you believers need to stop hating other believers. Right. And of course, we certainly, you know, the I had had a few different people come and talk to me and say, you know, you're right, because my first thought was, yeah, I don't hate anybody, so this doesn't apply to me. But as soon as you took it to one step over to indifference, mm-hmm. then suddenly I, you know, was like, oh, darn, you know, like this is this is for me. And then faces just pop up in your head. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and and the whole thing about indifference was if you look at the translation of the word hate, um, it can often be translated to to care nothing for, mm-hmm. which is where I know I find myself. I'm, I'm sure you've been there too, like where we've done the whole, you know what, I'm done, mm-hmm. or I don't care, or it's not my problem, or, you know, what, not my circus, not my not muggies. My muggies. Um, you know, and all these, it's like, no, I, I'm just, I'm indifferent to this. It doesn't affect me one way or the other, whether it happens or doesn't or whatever. But John is saying, hey, stop hating each other. And and indifference is part of that. Um, you know, one one of the things, and, and I'm interested to hear your thoughts, Josh, <laughs> is uh, when, when John says stop hating other believers. Mm-hmm. And we really, you know me, I mean, and I do this in all my messages. I'm like, hey, let's let's really examine this. Like, let's think about this in our lives right now. Let's be introspective. Let's look inward and go, how am I doing this? Mm-hmm. So when you hear the term, stop hating other believers, and, and you don't have to give me a, any kind of like long list, but who are the other believers that we start thinking of you Um, know like what pops up to us to me it would be like the hot the hot take right now would be ones that don't align politically with me Mm -hmm. like for sure that's probably the red button like every Mm -hmm. like people are nodding in the car right yeah yeah but 
um, if you take it, if you take, I don't know, the last eight years of politics out of it, and to me, it the other believers to me were ones that did thought about tertiary things like different than me, mm-hmm. like um, people that are super charismatic, mm-hmm. right, right, and it's not like I hated them. I was kind of indifferent. Mm-hmm. Like, I, sure, whatever, they do that. Whatever. I don't... But isn't there, like, in the back of your mind a little bit of... Exactly. But I'm right and they're wrong. Yeah. There's a lot of I'm right and they're wrong, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, um, <clears throat> perfect example, probably the one that I line close, like, counts to my mind closest to hate is speaking in tongues. Mmm. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Because it, it just gets on my nerves. Yeah. Yeah. And so your thought is you're sold out Jesus person, but if that's kind of where you find yourself and your understanding of doctrine, you're like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, that's And, and to, to me, it comes off as showy and self-centeredness, and, and, and I really, like, my blood pressure actually goes up <laughs> when people talk wow. about talking in tongues. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is a... Um, you know, I'm sure there's probably people going, oh, they're about to talk about speaking in tongues. Here we go. I can't wait to hear where we go with this. I'm not prepared to have this conversation. No. So, But, um, yeah, I mean, I would say, and this might sound like a cop-out response to that, just talking about speaking in tongues, mm-hmm. but you could take out speaking in tongues and you could put in, uh, you must sit with a head covering, Yes. And men on one side and women on the other. And that could be a an issue. That could be a, the other believers. I'm doing air quotes. Yeah. Um, and it's not just, it's not about the speaking in tongues. It's the, that's not what you practice. So therefore, those are other believers. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, you're indifferent. Or if it came down to it, to the whole brass tacks that we learned about last week, <laughs> that you would just be like, no, 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 that's, that's an other, there you are, an other believer. Yeah we don't associate mm-hmm. um, kind of a thing. And so, um, yeah, I definitely when I thought of other believers, my first was the, you know, the whole political landscape, which really you think like, um, you know, you people who vote differently than you. Oh, yeah. But then... <laughs> and And personally, sometimes I struggle with how can you vote that way and say you love Jesus? And then someone and, who and votes differently than you would say the exact same would thing. say the same exact thing. But sometimes in my brain, it's just hard. Oh to no, get I past. I get it. I totally get it. And I just wonder, like, who's right? Who's right? And I've come to the realization we won't know on this side of eternity. Mm. But see, there's some of those issues that I'm like, oh no, there are some issues. It's obvious it's, what's what's right and wrong. Yeah, yeah. Um, but see, but here, see, you and I sit here going, obvious, there's obvious issues that are right and wrong. But then there's people going, well, what are those issues? Because maybe I don't agree with that. And I'm not saying you and I are supposed to start listing them, but like, and that's, a, that's the whole thing yeah. is this is the other believers. Because who's John writing? He's he's pushing back a little bit against these Gnostic, mm-hmm. this Gnostic teaching that was about... Um, a higher spiritual plane, like uh, having a greater spiritual understanding. The spirit world is more important. The physical world doesn't matter. So you do whatever you want in the physical world. It has no repercussions. No, it has no merit. It's just all about the spiritual. And what happened, of course, was the the physical 
world was taken advantage of. Um, then it became about um, these Gnostic believers weren't taking care of other believers because it was like, oh, you're hungry? Well, that's a physical thing. It's really about spiritual. So, like, it, was a, it wasn't just a, hey, give me a license to sin. It yeah. was just... If, if it's in the physical world, it's not as important. It's all about the spiritual. It's about enlightenment and thinking you have a greater truth than others. Of course, that then throws in pride. Right. Um, <clears throat> so this is what John is pushing it back against. And it's like, who are these other believers? I, th- I was thinking, um, and you kind of touched on this a little bit, was um, other denominations. Yeah. Or I, I think maybe a better way would be to say... Um, People who have a a different doctrine, mm-hmm. um, you know. Obviously, there are um, you know people who are you know like you are a woman, Shannon, and you're a pastor, and that's not that mm-hmm. doesn't jive right. with with uh, my understanding. Um, I think about our, talking about our current climate. Um, other believers could be even people within our own denomination right now, the United Methodist Church. Oh, yeah, for sure. And all that's going on there um, and how you've got different sides. I mean, and it really does, you kind of get down to the whole political side of it when you think about, well, you know, who are the other believers? Well, what news network do you watch? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and see, like you know? a, a lot of this stuff, I wonder, <laughs> Excuse me. is it actually we have different beliefs or is it? Different influences. Brand, well, brand loyalty. Oh, well, yeah. Where yeah. you don't necessarily have an opinion on things. Spoken like a true media pastor yeah, that yeah, you are. Yeah, But you don't necessarily have an opinion on things, but you just toe the party line. Mm-hmm. And that's where mm. a lot of, like, the annoying arguments with friends and, and the other believers mm-hmm. um, hit because of you don't really have a strong stance on it. But you're towing that brand line, that party line. Yeah. And I will say again. And that's what Depends who you talk to. Exactly. Like, you could talk to someone who is as far left as possible, and, and you could apply what you just said. Mm-hmm. And then you could go to someone who is as far right as possible yep. and apply what you just said. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, like, why is it these other believers like what is this about the other you know i also thought about and i don't know if we see this quite as much um or maybe i'm blind to it but i would think even like age bracket you know kind of like stage of life where you are is that other believers like i know in some churches you know we we have forever fully embraced our student ministry you know um and and love it and it's part of the reason that our church I think flourishes because our students get to know Jesus. They introduce to Jesus and then their parents are like, well, we, we want to check out this church that our students are a part of Mm -hmm. or going to, and then they end up connecting. But, um, you know, I wonder if there's a, a, even there, it's like a, well, there's the youth and then there's the adults, you know, there's the, you know, the separation. Actually, it's almost, it's almost completely flipped where, um, the younger generations, millennial and Gen Zers, mm-hmm. have like the almost like same uh, feeling that um, older people used to have. A young people like resentment and like they're just in the way. Oh, like the OK Boomer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it's it's almost completely flipped to where yeah. um, the younger generation has a um, resentment, disdain. Um, yeah, <laughs> because um, this is 
the millennials and Gen Zers are dealing with, and this is completely off topic, are dealing with the fact that um, Gen X and the baby boomers mm-hmm. are still in charge of things. I think I'm a Gen X. I'm, I was about to look up the whole. Are you a millennial? I'm a millennial, yeah. I think I'm Gen X. Um, I'm not sure. I'm going to look it up. I was born in 1969. So, yeah, Gen X is people born between 1965 and 1980. So, yeah. Um, and then so, like. And I don't know where the Xers are. I guess we're more we're more lumped in with the boomers, I guess, even though they're, like, my parents. But, but yeah. By, yeah. Yeah, I get it. I because, get it. Because you look at the average age. Do you, do you happen to know but offhand what the average age of a pastor is? Uh, no, I would I would guess in the 60s, but I don't know. It is 67. Wow. I'm just a whippersnapper then. <laughs> At 51, I'm yeah, just a Yeah, so I mean it so in the church world Talk about disconnect generational. And I'm not saying that that completely that doesn't disqualify you. No, 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 not I mean, at all. Yeah, yeah. But it's just, um, it's just showing like the generational gaps between, mm-hmm. because like when Gen Xers <clears throat> were coming up, they were able to get into leadership a lot earlier. Yeah. So millennials and Gen Zers are like knocking at doors trying to get in, and that's where the disdain has come from. Okay, I get it. I get it. So other, yeah, other believers, that whole disconnect, and then just the way you. How you process information, how you ex- how you expect to receive it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was just reading something this morning about you know messages and delivery and and how people receive that information and all that. And um, you know, it's and I think you know most everything is cyclical when you mm-hmm. get down to yeah. it. But it's like you know most people right now they're not looking for the 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 slick shiny three point you know, with all the same first letter that, Matt, you know, all that stuff. It's like, no, people are looking for meaning. Right. And um, and so I don't know where we're going on this conversation, but when I think about as the church and how we are present in people's lives, um, it needs to be about the content of Scripture and giving something meaningful for people to process and work mm-hmm. through than it is about, um, you know, whatever anecdote or illustration I'm going to use, Yeah, you know, and there's times when, you know, I mean, I've even seen it, you know, standing up there on stage on Sunday when a point I make, which I know our, our 930 um, congregation is a little bit, you know, the, the people that come to 930 mm-hmm. are a little bit are older. Yep. And it's funny because I'll say something at 930 and it'll totally connect and then I'll say the same exact thing at 11. And crickets. And and it's not that there's not some people in there that get it, but like mm-hmm. those first sections of our younger people. Who are in the front rows. Yeah. And I'm going, and, and they're like, what, what did she just, what was she just talking about? Like, yeah. you know, yeah. or, wow, she's really an idiot. So. <laughs> they don't think that. Well, yeah. I, you know, let's don't do any interviews and find out. Yeah, yeah. So, But, um, you know, so we, who are, John is saying, Stop hating other believers. Like, stop it. Like, you know, and we, I don't even want to, I'm looking at my notes here and I'm like, you get into just the whole, you know, last, last year, especially with our, are some of the other believers, those who think that different lives matter differently. Mm-hmm. And again, this could go either way. Yep. 
Um, is it believers who wear masks or don't wear masks? Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Um, you know, paper straws or plastic, what you going to do? You know, uh, plastic. Do you, do you love, I hate paper straws. If they could hold up. If they could hold up, I'd, I'd, I'd hey, use I'll use whatever instrument you give me that will allow me to drink my beverage that does not disintegrate in my mouth. That, so, that's the only go. thing I have yeah. against paper straws. Yeah. I'll save the turtles if you can sure. make a paper straw that mm-hmm. lasts. If you can make a straw out of rocks <laughs> or something. I don't like the metal straws, though, because it tastes metallic. Yeah. I don't like it. So, But anyway... And of course, you mentioned the whole you know political thing. But who are uh, and here's the deal. The reason I asked that question was, you know, it's so much easier for us to have hatred towards an entire group of faceless, mm-hmm. nameless people yep. than it is to actually have hatred towards another believer. Yep. And I think if we can um, personalize this, so like. When we talk about this, if there's someone whose name pops into our head, we need to we need to deal with that instead of just making like sweeping, you know, thoughts or decisions like, well, all those people who think that way, even though they claim Jesus, I want nothing to do with them. Well, that's not nothing. That's not helpful. No, like, not but at all. but when you can go, okay, this this person or these couple of people. Um, how can how can I show um, love towards them? How can I not do what John is saying is going on here within the church? What what part do I have to play in this? Mm-hmm. Am I perpetuating a, an unhealthy church by um, you know hating other believers? I mean, that's really for me the question. Right. And so I think if we can personalize this feeling of hatred, this you know feeling of frustration and ir- irritation and even indifference, once we put a name or, and a face on that, that's to me game changer. And that's when it gets real. And that's what I was asking everyone on Sunday was, look, if you're willing to play along this morning, take some notes because I think there is purpose in going, all right, so you talk about John saying don't hate people. Well, I don't hate anybody, Shannon. Well, we're indifferent to people. And then <laughs> we drilled down a little bit more from that indifference and found yeah. out, like, why do we have indifference? What is it that causes, like, what's the, what's the switch that gets flipped that suddenly we feel this way or we have these thoughts towards another person? And it's because we get offended. Yeah. We get offended. And we went on this whole thing. I encourage you to go back and listen to the message or watch it um, because... I have heard from several people. I mean, I had I had a couple people go, "I need your notes. I just need your notes because I need to, I need to, I need this this week. Mm-hmm. I, I need to yeah. st- walk these steps this week from understanding how to um, deal with this. Um, I've been offended, or someone has been offended at me. There's an indifference there, and I want to make this relationship right. And what what you know. I wonder, and, and I think I said this Sunday, but I wonder how many times the indifference that we feel mm-hmm. um, might actually start to feel like hatred to those who are on the receiving end of our indifference. Right. And that stung me hard, Josh. Yeah. I got to say, like, I was like, oh, oof. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it because I'm like, oh, who has felt hatred from me? Because of my indifference, 
And that, that stung a little bit. And, you know, um, I, (laughs) I've felt that I've been on the receiving end of indifference over the past year, which, I mean, it'd be a lot probably. Oh yeah, for sure. uh, It'd be better for me to talk about how I've been indifferent, but I, as I was thinking, and I didn't mention this in my message on Sunday because I did want it to be about introspective, but as I was working on this message, something I hadn't thought of really before was how have I been on the receiving end of indifference Mm -hmm. and, or have I, and I realized, wow, I've had a, I have experienced people feeling indifferent towards me this past year, especially. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, same. And I've, I've felt that cold shoulder, Mm -hmm. you know, and maybe, maybe some of, some of our porch community listening have, have as well, but. Well, I feel like if you've, if you kind of think about <clears throat> receiving it, because let's say someone listening was like, well, I don't think I'm indifferent to anyone. But then they start thinking about things that they felt, and then they realize that, that what they're feeling is what they've been doing to someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because sometimes you can be indifferent without actually being actively different. Yeah, that's right. Because it's all internal. Like, mm-hmm. it, like it's nothing to, uh, to joke. Like you see someone coming in and not trying to be indifferent, but like, let's hurry up. I, I don't want to get trapped in a 20-minute conversation. <laughs> you know? I, don't, I have no idea what you're talking about. Exactly. I've never I've never done that before <laughs> at all. I don't know who. You need someone else on the show because I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> no, I do. But then but then when, when you think about how, how you feel when you think someone is being indifferent to you, mm-hmm. it, it triggers your brain to think, oh, crap. And you know, it, this might sound, oh, I don't want this to sound like woe is me, but I feel like I've been lumped into categories that I didn't necessarily choose to be in, but like someone else has placed me in them. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, In many ways, I, I felt like, I felt the sting of people being disappointed in me as a pastor. Mm. Um, this past year, I mean, yeah. I'm talking about over this past year, and 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 I don't know if it's because maybe I didn't I didn't speak out on a topic, or I did speak out on a certain topic, or I did or didn't respond to the election or COVID in the way they wanted, or the the racial insanity, oh, um, the yeah. way people wanted. Um, funny, I, not funny. Oh, what were you going to say? Go ahead. I post a video about something. I don't post a video about something. Mm-hmm. I post on a day and then I don't post on another day mm-hmm. about a thing. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, it, yeah, I, I feel you a hundred percent on that because it happens to me. Yeah. And maybe I, maybe not as much, but at, it cuts just, just as deep. I'm probably. sure that, well, and I mentioned something Sunday about, about just that because, um, and I'm trying, I'm looking it up here to make sure I, I say it right, but it's like we, um, when we're offended or when, when we, people think like, um, I'm trying to remember exactly what it was that I said, but it was, it was just something about like, it doesn't mean we're being inconsistent. Like it could just be like, we didn't, 
someone's keeping a record of wrongs, right? Like, right. so once the, once you've been offended, that sensitivity meter goes up, like the mm-hmm. antenna just go yeah. up a couple inches even higher. Mm-hmm. And so let's say you did something that offended me. Okay. And, and you're clueless. Right. But now suddenly I'm on watch. Mm-hmm. I'm on, it's Josh watch 2021. Let's the offensive tour. You and, and we're going to watch. Yeah. And we're going to see how many times Josh offends me over the next six months. And I'm going to keep a record of it. And it's like, that's, that's what we do. Yeah. That's what people do. And, and we're talking of, and me and you were talking about receiving it. We also do. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Without. Yeah. 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 We're not, we're not. We're not sitting here talking. You need to post like a pre-thing like, everything discussed in today's show has also been done by Shannon and Josh. Yeah. So we're not saying like all these people are attacking us and, and we're no, sitting yeah. here on a pedestal. Yeah. No, we're we're just as guilty of this as anyone else, if not more so. Yeah. Speaking of, can you hand me that um, water? I'm sitting up here on this pedestal and I can't reach it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's looking for some, We're not on camera, dude. That's so terrible you radio. Just that. That's terrible radio. Um, are you talking about your, your reaction was terrible radio? Yes. You're, yes. you're supposed to do like the, the noise, like, like you're walking across uh, the room. Anyway. I missed it. Anyway, anyway. Um, so, um, you know, f- I was going to tell you a story, a funny, not funny mm-hmm. story. Yeah. Which I wonder if I've told it before on here, but I'll say it anyway. 20 episodes in, I'm bound to repeat myself. Mm-hmm. Um, when the churches, when churches started partially opening back up, um, goodness, was it August? August. Um, we had one service inside before D now. Right. And, and we did as well. So we partially opened up. Um, no lie. In one day, one day, within, I'm pretty sure about six hours of a time frame. Okay. I received a text and I received an email. And the text said I was I was reacting in fear for not opening up sooner and fully with no restrictions. And the email pleaded with me to not open the doors at all for the love of all humanity. What do you do with that? I know. <laughs> Well, you pray and you do what you think is best for like, your context, which is what I did. Yeah. And and I'm not trying to win approval or popularity as the lead pastor. So, you know, you but that was definitely a no-win situation. No, no. I mean, at all. D- with those particular people, but this is the other thing. Two yeah. polar opposites. But here's the other thing I've learned that if one person actually takes the time to write it or text it or whatever, there are other people who feel that way. True. And so that person just actually followed through with, you know, and, and I told both of them that I appreciated their, well, one of them is more so, but like I made a point of saying, thank you for letting me know. Thank you for letting me know how you feel. I appreciate that because I need to know this and I want you to know that, you know, I hear you, but, um, hearing and doing what, what someone wants isn't always, you know. Yeah. That's a slippery, (laughs) slippery slope. So, but I, I've so I've felt indifference from others, and it um, it sucks. It does, for lack of a better it's almost, term. It's almost worse than knowing someone hates you, mm. because yeah, there's, there, there's the have I done something? Yeah, is there something between us? I mean, yeah, like sometimes I just want to wear a t-shirt that just says "Are we good?" That yeah. on the front, you yeah, know, yeah. like with a with a face, like "Are yeah. we good?" with a little squint of the eye. Like I'd rather you tell me. That you have a problem with me, yeah. Then just be indifferent to me, yeah, yeah. 
And I just, I don't, yeah, it's, it's been, and listen, you already said it, but we have a third mic here in the studio and we could just, people could be lined up out the door to sit and talk about how we've been indifferent to them. There's no Mm -hmm. doubt about it. So the challenge then is, Josh, what is John saying? He's saying, we, we, we need to stop hating other believers. And so all I can do is, well, as the pastor, as the lead teacher here at the church, is, yes, I'm going to offer what I think is scriptural mm-hmm. and what I think is the best way to, to handle this. But there is, and I said this on Sunday, I'll say it always and forever, there's got to be an internal and introspective desire on our each of our individual parts to walk this out. Yeah. And so I, Shannon, need to go, have I been offended somewhere? And have I allowed that offense to turn into indifference? Mm-hmm. Because that indifference is just a tiny step away from hatred. And then uh, what that does is that ruins our witness and that relationship. Oh, yeah. And the local church and I mean, all these things. I, I, in 2021, indifference is could, That could be the word for yeah. 20 and 21. Yeah, And the reason I say that is because we're all, because hate is such a trigger word. Mm-hmm. We never want to get to that place. Mm-hmm. So we found a new place to go. <laughs> we found a new campground. Yeah, we're yeah. Gonna, so we're going to I mean, I would, I would say indifference is just as bad as hate. It we're is. just calling it something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, like, I want I want our listeners to go, when we say indifference, it's just as heavy yeah. as hate. Well, and it's, this, it's to care nothing for. Yeah. To care nothing for. And honestly, that, the indifference and hating other believers is why the world is in the state it's in. Mm-hmm. Because if we weren't bickering amongst believers. Oh, you mean we might, we might actually be like. Productive. Productive and fruitful and yeah. sharing Christ with I others. I mean, just think think how much the Methodist church as a whole has lost ground oh, in the world. Yeah. Because of infighting. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's sad. It, it's, it's saddening to me. And, and, is that and, a word? Saddening? Sure. Why not? Is. Um, it is because we say it is. Um, <laughs> but think of the um, potential we didn't reach because mm-hmm. instead of going to this is what the Bible says, this is what we believe. Mm-hmm. No, let's fight about it. Yeah. Well, think of where we could have, where we could actually be in 2021 instead of mm-hmm. dealing with something we've been talking about for 40 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, since the inception of the United Methodist Church. Yeah. I mean, that's case in point, whether it's hatred or indifference. It's believers hating believers mm-hmm. has stopped the growth mm-hmm. of the church in the United States. Yeah, yeah. And no wonder people don't want to be a part of the church because we we can't stand each other. Yeah, yeah. Bunch of jerks. Yeah. You know I mean, how dare you? And I'll, I don't want to um, go too much into this because this is where I am headed Sunday with the message, but um, and we're still going to be in chapter 2 of First John but I just keep coming around to this, Josh. It keeps coming up and coming up and coming up. And I, I, I'm i going to be more clear about it this Sunday. And I'm fairly certain going, you know, I've started, a you know, a rough outline of the next several messages. You know, I have a kind of an idea. I know the scripture and where I'm going. But I'm going to keep hitting this very hard. Yeah. Because it has become just so blatantly apparent to me is that we are spiritually immature. Yes. And that so, so, so many people, and I will throw myself in here too, because I can mature in this. Um, 
have not matured much beyond salvation. Right. Which is why we are so easily offended. Mm-hmm. You know what? If you're a mature believer and someone says something that you don't like or agree with, you don't lose your mind over it. No. You move on because you have a... you, And I don't want to be like the Gnostics because you have a greater, a higher understanding, but, but you understand that there is a bigger picture. Mm-hmm. And it's not about whether you agree or disagree or... Um, just so many other issues that we listed, like yeah. straws and masks and things. What side um, the piano's on? Yeah, <laughs> uh, color of the carpet. Yeah, exactly. Let's don't. Yeah, so it's like, but a, a spiritually mature person will not be offended easily. No. And then doesn't that just step on your toes? Because it stepped on mine. Because I get because <laughs> and see. No, because I'm very very spiritually mature. By the way, can you? Can you? I'm gonna throw a rope down so you can hand me my water because I'm really up here high on this pedestal now. So just, <laughs> oh, good job! Yeah, I picked up on that one, but um, no, I mean, it does. It's no, so much and and I've I've kind of given people the cop out with it of saying because people are so passionate about church mm-hmm. that they get offended easily, but it's not that. Mm. It's that they that um, they're letting the small stuff. Steal, steal the bigger picture. Mm, the whole thing about stealing joy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no. it, it, stealing the cause of Christ. Yeah, which is joy. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Yeah. I mean, we, we get offended. We get offended by people trying. If we get offended by people trying to uh, move the cause of Christ forward in the way that they think is best, mm-hmm. then we need to reevaluate ourselves. Yeah, yeah. And then after that, yeah, and time of prayer, mm-hmm. then they can talk. Sure, sure. And I felt, um, well, I don't even know if I want to go here, but when we were when we were downtown at our previous church, I often felt like I was, um, I was right and other people were wrong. Mm. And because I want, this is the way to go. Now, um, do I feel like, the ministry that we did, that we started and that we did and that was fruitful, I don't, I think that was good and I believe that is exactly what the Lord wants us to do. But my attitude in doing it was not the best. And I could see how that creates an us and them, you know, at the other believers. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and I am, a thousand percent certain that 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 was reciprocated back towards me, you know, and as far as no, this is how it's supposed to be and what you're doing is wrong. And so, yeah, but it's just, but I will say that that came down, that comes down ultimately to my level of maturity Mm -hmm. in the Lord on my journey of faith. How am I going? Because you know who never got you know who never got thrown for a loop and who never lost it and who never, I mean, except for turning over some tables because, you know, it was the house of the Lord and, and this it was turning into like a casino, uh, it was Jesus. Like, he yeah. never got thrown. Like, he never was like, I, how dare you ask me that question? How dare you? I mean, it even says in Scripture, like, how many times the Sadducees and Pharisees were trying to trick him trying to trip him up, trying to get him to misspeak or say something. He knew that, and he never, like, I mean, yeah, he, you know, a brood of vipers. You know, he, he used his words, yeah. but, like, he did not lose his religion <laughs> over it. 
why? I mean, he because he was, well, he's God, you yeah. know. But like, the the closer I am to Jesus, the less affected I am by human beings, and I don't mean that in a callous way. I mean that in a in a productive, fruitful how I'm looking at the world way. Yeah, does that make sense? Because mm-hmm. it's not because you're distancing yourself from people, right? It's because you're loving them more. Hmm. Yeah. I would hope so. That I, I hope. I hope that in in doing that, we would be, as the, as we are closer to Christ, as we are maturing in our faith, and we're actually taking His Word, and applying it to our lives. Which means it might come with conviction, it might be painful at times. All that stuff that we're afraid to do. Yeah. But if we actually walk it out, and we start to see the fruit of that, then it's like, okay, I'm not. That doesn't. I'm not really bothered by this, that, or the other. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter anymore. Right. You know, and I think about that, like, if if you do a summary of the greatest commandment, it what is it? It's to love God and to love others, right? Right. Love God and love others. And, I mean, you could rephrase that, and, and we have, following Jesus for our community. Right. Love God, following Jesus. Love others for our community. Right. I mean, that's why we have that name. Like... That's why we say this is who we are. Mm-hmm. This is our purpose. We are following Jesus for our community. And and I just, I don't think as Christians we are known for loving others. No. That greatest commandment. We're not. Mm-mm. We're known for hating others. We're known for dividing others. And I just think, shouldn't, shouldn't we try to redeem that? Like, not for PR, right. not for PR, but like, shouldn't, shouldn't we try to be known as... And not like just in name only, but like through our actions, like doxy and praxy. Right. But shouldn't we be known as people who love God and love others? We should. That's how. And so when others think of us, like, you know, it's it's like, you know, there's just something about you. You know, you have strong opinions. We don't agree on everything. But there's something about the way that you are living that is different. Mm -hmm. And because that's the witness the reason john was pushing back against this was because he there was it was ruining the witness to the community around them ruining and he did not want this to implode on them and so i just i think we need to live this out i want us to live it like jesus lived it and i and i know this probably i don't know i just think it would be so great to be known Josh, like when people hear the name Porch Community Church, the Porch Community Church, that they would be like, "Oh, that's the that's the church that loves people." Mm-hmm. That's the church that loves people. Yeah. Um. And then beyond that, I mean, you know, don't you want someone to be like when they think of you? When your name pops in their head, when your face is there, that they go, oh, that's the person that loves people. Mm-hmm. Like they love people the way, like almost like I, I, you know, like that God would. Yeah. And they don't, it, they don't care who I voted for, and it doesn't. And listen, I'm gonna go touch back to grace that we talked about last week. Loving people does not mean like, hey, it's a free-for-all, everybody, let's go. No, loving people means that you say, hey, there is a God who loves you. Mm-hmm. He has sent Christ for you to give of his life to pay for your sins so that you do not stay where you are, but you are changed. You're welcome at the table, 
But when you get up from that table, you will be a different person. Yeah. And that's what that love is all about. It's not about, you know, everyone come on and do whatever you want because this is John is saying, no, 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 we're not we're not gonna do that. The material the, the material world is is God made as just as and, and the spiritual world, and so you can't just go and do whatever you want. There is a there is a purpose for all of this, and our lives should glorify God, our actions should glorify God, our thoughts should, every single aspect of our lives should be about lifting up the name. Of Jesus, and um, I don't know. I'm preaching, but I mean that's fine. That's where, <laughs> that's where that's we go. Stuff. That's where we go. And I just I I want you know stop hating other people. Let's stop hating and let's be real and let's allow God's word to mature us. And uh, in that process, I think um, I feel like we will, you know, for the for the people who kind of feel. Um, aimless or purposeless right now. I'm talking about Christians right? who are going, I don't even know what my purpose is. Well, what I would recommend to you is to lean in, be intentional about growing spiritually. Like be intentional about spirit, make spiritual maturity a goal. Right. And whatever that, however that happens for you, like is, is it just in scripture memory? I don't think so, but I think that's a really good part of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Is, is it in, um, you know, some of the spiritual disciplines of prayer or journaling or, you know, fasting or some of these things? None of those one individual things will make you suddenly spiritually immature, mature, but they will certainly help. But, like, right. make it a point to mature spiritually. And I think that in that process, you will find that purpose, maybe that, that part of you that's going... I mean, what's this all about? What am I supposed to do with this? I'm just an accountant. You know, I'm just doing this. I'm just doing that. Mature spiritually. And I think that you will, I know that you will see um, fruit on in that and what God has for you. No oh, doubt about sure, it. Yeah. No doubt about it. So, yeah. Um, anything else we want to cover today? We want to talk about in our episode today? I mean, uh, you talked about it where <clears throat> we're going. Uh, mm-hmm. Next week. Yep. Do you want to allude a little bit more? No, absolutely not. Just okay. kidding. Uh, yeah, we just, we need to grow up. Yeah. So there you go. Um, now we'll be in First John chapter 2, uh, down in like verses 14 through something, 18, 17, or something like that. And um, we're just, we're going to be talking about just <laughs> maturity. You know, how you behave determines... How you behave reveals what you truly, truly believe. Mm. We've been talking about our beliefs will determine our behaviors. Well, the rubber is about to start to meet the road here, so because how we behave reveals what we truly believe, and so we're gonna we're gonna be talking about that. And then we're going to um, we've had a lot of baptisms lately, but um, we're gonna be sharing in both of the sacraments this Sunday. We'll have share communion because it's the first Sunday of the month. So we'll be doing that at 9.30 and 11, and we've got another baptism at, at 11 o'clock of one of our college students. So. Oh, we do? Yep, yep, All right, yep. good. So I'm excited about that. Oh, yeah, hey, by the way, yeah, uh, I think you were out of the room when we talked about that at staff uh. meeting. So, um, But, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited for that. And, you know, we were talking, I think, sometime in June because we've been having so many baptisms and people saying, hey, I want this to, you know, this is this is real to me. I want to walk this out. This is important. Um. 
I think we're going to start doing like baptism Sundays and just kind of uh, collectively having yeah. like big celebrations. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it looks like maybe in June we're going to be doing a kind of a baptism Sunday. Ooh. So, which will be perfect for the series we have coming up this summer, which you'll hear about down the road a little bit more. Um, so if that's something that you've been thinking about, um, let me know. Email me, Shannon, at theporchcc.com. I'd love to talk to you about baptism and uh, what all that means and what it entails. And Because um, it's it's just a really cool experience. It's such an honor to stand in that baptismal mm-hmm. and baptize people. It's such an honor to stand there on the stage with parents and and um, stand alongside of them and, and with, with their child and, and baptize. So... Um, so we'll be doing that this Sunday and sharing communion together. So, which I'm, I'm glad we started communion back last month and, um, it was just really good. Yeah, it was fantastic. Really, really good. I just, I've missed it and, uh, I know a lot of people have, so look forward to sharing that together. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's, that's where we're, that's what's coming up. So, um, college graduates. Oh yeah. Yeah. I almost if, missed that part. If you haven't heard, we want to honor you this coming Sunday. Yeah. May 2nd. May 2nd. So um, it's college graduation Sunday. Mm-hmm. So if, you, if you're if you like, huh, I'm a college graduate. I want to be honored. I'm a college graduate. Can I? No, can you've I? already, you, you, you missed that boat. Oh, okay. All right. Your diploma's hanging up in the bathroom. <laughs> it really is. But if you've recently graduated from college and you call this your church home, we want to honor you. Heck yeah. And so if, uh, if you haven't reached out to Justin, email Justin at justin at theporchcc.com and we'll... We'll involve you any way, any way we can. For sure, yeah. So we really look forward to honoring our graduates before they head off into the sunset or just down the road. Um, but we look, we have an incredible college ministry, and um, and I just I love the college students that are part of our church because they've had they have such a tremendous impact on on our high school students and middle school students and just. In our and, church. And, and yeah, and serving and just their presence. And um, yeah, so we, we love, love, love our college students. So we want to honor them this Sunday. So, hey, uh, listeners, we really do appreciate you guys. Thanks for sticking with us for 20, 20 episodes. episodes. And um, and we, we really do. Like, this has been, Josh and I just keep saying, I really enjoy this. This is good. Um, and I hope that that is the case for you as well. As always, if you have an idea, a thought, a comment, or whatever, let us know. Um, we would love to, if there's a better way or, uh, you know, we, we can do these things, we want to know because we just want to produce content that helps you live into the other 167 hours of your week, which is why we call this podcast the, the 167. 167. So, hey, we uh, love you, Porch Community. We'll see you next time. See you. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the 167 Podcast. Join us next time for more insights to inspire, challenge, and encourage to help you live into the remaining 167 hours of your week.